When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, welcome back to Morning Glory Sound Advice a little bit later, uh, as is Morning uh, Morning Glory Jeopardy, but it's time for Movie of the Week. <laughs> and in the words of Big Kev, I'm excited, because today it's one of cinema's most iconic comedies, most quotable comedies, most iconic characters, and iconic character names. It's Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn's Dumb and Dumber. I was able to raise 25 extra bucks before we left. Where did you get 25 extra bucks? I sold some stuff to Billy and 4C. The blind kid? <laughs> what did you sell him, Lloyd? What kind of stuff? A few baseball cards, a sack of marbles. <coughs> Petey. Petey? You sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Lloyd, Petey didn't even have a head. Harry, I took care of it. Pretty bird. <laughs> yeah, can you say pretty bird? Pretty bird. <laughs> oh, very good. We shouldn't laugh at that. Uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> the, this this movie, In Around This, was the worst tip I've ever been given. Now, Trish and I, we're going to the Tower Cinemas in Newcastle. I'm lining up to buy tickets to... Dumb and Dumber, the 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 session before mm. ends and there's people streaming out. And my old teammate Robbie Ross, who of course went on to win a grand final with the Melbourne Storm, he comes over to me and uh, he goes, "What are you going to go see?" And I said, "I'm going to see Dumb and Dumber." He goes, "Don't do it. Worst film I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> and I buy tickets to some other bloody uh, whatever it was. But then, you know, a little bit later, I go and watch it uh, two weeks later on other people's recommendations and just went, this is probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> what was Boobie thinking? Were well, you reckon it was a stitch-up? Do you reckon he stitch you up? I, I don't know. He's usually a well-humoured guy. But he was he's so much conviction, don't go and see it. It is so bad. <laughs> Do you know anyone that hates this movie, boys? No, nah, it's my nah. it's my wife's favourite movie. It's her whole family's favourite movie. So we've, we watch it. On a very regular basis. Oh, really? They they absolutely love it. I think I think that like even if you hate it, you got to love it in a regard. Like it's so bad that it's you got to look at it and just go, "This is ridiculous." Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's not your humour, surely you've just got to go, "This is ridiculous." What, are you, Alex? You oh were... well, I fall into the Denon camp. I don't think this is one of the great comedies. I don't have it in that same echelon you guys, but it's got this charm about it. The way Jim sort of falls into the character and I, I can appreciate the partnership between the two and the way that all works together. It's it's not my type of comedy, but yep. you're right, Denon. It's not a movie. You it's can got hate. a charm. Yeah, it's got yeah, a charm it's, to the it. The charm is it's just all there. And then if you just accept that like this is the vibe that we're going with and just lean into it, it works yeah, for me. That's it. The charm. Like dead budgies being sold to yes. blind kids, uh, rare species of birds being killed by corks. <laughs> Mate, uh, comedies Historically, don't make huge money. This did cost yep. seventeen million, made two hundred and fifty million, oh, right and up. counting. And that, and that, this was one, just one of Jim Carrey's movies this year, mm. which included the other two were 
Ace Ventura Pet Detective mm. and The Mask. And I think The Mask was probably the biggest earner that year. Mm. And this this launched him into a new stratosphere. He, I think he was the first actor ever to have um, three number one movies in a year. Wow. Okay, Benny. Yeah. Like, talking about huge money, but the pay disparity between Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels mm. has been well uh, well documented. Well, yeah. Well, originally they didn't want Jeff Daniels in the film. Uh, and, like, I think he was – I think um, – because the mask had come out and he was a huge star when when he was first offered the film, um, Jim Carrey was on like I think he was getting like three hundred thousand or something yeah. for doing it. Yeah, I ended up getting I think he was ended up paying seven million dollars yeah. for doing it, yeah, which just shows how big it was. But yeah, they didn't want Jeff Daniels at yeah. all. They thought no, Jeff Daniels is a serious actor. Why do why do we want him I anywhere think, near this? And th- Jim yeah. Carrey went no 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 no. He's my man. He got sixty grand. Yeah right. He got wow. S- Jeff Daniels got $60,000. No wonder he's Jim Carrey's man. Yeah. <laughs> I want his money. Because oh. it's funny, Jeff Daniels is a real, really miserable guy when you see him interviewed. Now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much he got for the second one. I'll look that up. He must have. He must have. He would have got a packet for that. Surely. What did the critics think of it? Uh, oh, oh, Rog. Didn't, didn't like it. What? Oh, turned his nose up. Yeah, he, said, oh, he, gave, he, gave a, he gave it two thumbs out of four. And uh, he thought the the comedy the, the jokes didn't really hit, oh. and they were just they were just sight gags. But oh. you know what? They're sight gags that are, that are so rewatchable. Sight gags that they're in vernacular now. You mm. know that like, we just like everyone says it's it. crazy the impact. Like you know, what is it? Twenty years, maybe even longer. You can still call oh, there's Dumb and Dumber over there. Like it's part of yeah, our yeah, vernacular yeah, yeah, yeah. language. It's almost every week you've heard like this. Movie's been mentioned some way, shape, or form, or even a line from the movie. Yeah, like you know, iconic lines. Yeah, so you're saying I'm I'm a chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm a chance. <laughs> it's just like you know that <laughs> a million to one. <laughs> the other, one thing so about saying there's a chance. <laughs> one thing about um, Fowley Brothers movies that makes them work is that they have great periphery characters. Yeah, some of the peri- periphery characters in this, I mean, etched in popular culture, Seabass, of course, who was played by Cam Neely who was an ice hockey star, and he was GM at the Canucks. Like, we, when, when I was working at another radio station, we were trying to – we were getting sort of these periphery characters on or strange actors that had disappeared, including James Gunn, the guy who yeah. played that, and <laughs> the guy who played Bad Boy Bubby and all that sort yep. of stuff. And we went – we got in touch with Cam Neely, and he just goes, oh, no, that, that role has basically haunted me for the last 25 years. Kick you his know, ass. How could, how could it haunt you? <laughs> Kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> But it was like they told the Farley brothers, like this movie was a nightmare for them to get mm. to get together. Like they they reworked an old script. Dumb and Dumber was like some old script that was lying around, which was yeah, it was about two idiots and they went, No, 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 let's redo this. Went to every single movie studio, passed on everyone passed on it. New Line didn't want to do anything with it. Um originally it was called Go West, and then they changed the name again, the script again to a power tool is not a toy. That was the original <laughs> name of the movie. Finally, someone said, hey, how about you just call it Dumb and Dumber? And then they went through the actors to try and find the two idiots. These are the names that passed on it. Nicholas Cage, Martin Short, Steve Martin, Rob Lowe, and Gary Oldman. Hey, hey <laughs> Gary Oldman. Mate, I don't know how Gary Oldman mate, would have done as Lloyd Christmas. Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very low. Oh, man. Uh, Jim Carrey, amazing, was nominated for a Razzie 
with this. Oh, really? Yeah, he was nominated for a Razzie. It just shows you, you know, that, that sort of, yeah, toffee-nosed critic. Um, Empire Magazine, top five comedies of all time. Uh, Alex and, and, and Denon say no. Ben, do you say? This is top three for me. This is top three. This is a, this is up there with the great Will Ferrell comedies. I was going to say, Anchorman's me. But this is yeah. not. This is ninety four. This is this is me. Fourteen years old. This comedy is you know it's right in the hitting zone yeah. of a fourteen year old boy. Nineteen ninety four. You know that's yeah, me. great. What a hat trick against the Gold Coast <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> yes, one of those. And it, and it and it continues to inspire you know real life situations like apparently Clint Eastwood uh, took Jeff Daniels' toilet scene very personally. And at a um, at a celebrity golf tournament, Clint went up to Jeff Daniels and said, "That happened to me in real life." Oh, really? <laughs> so you know what? If Clint Eastwood's watching it and enjoying the toilet scene, then we can. As you know, two weeks ago it happened to a few of us at work. Oh. We had a uh, oh yes, oh yes, we, we did. <laughs> We had uh, something to eat. Didn't necessarily agree. And uh, how do I put this? Uh, three of us shit ourselves. So anyway. Fletch had to actually uh, beg service station attendants to use the private toilet. And if you know Brian Fletcher and his uh, his questionable bow, yes, <laughs> iconic scenes, boys. One of my favourites in the car. Joe Mentolino, who's the gas man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Old La Gas Man sitting between Lloyd and Harry singing Mockingbird. Yeah. That is. And and the one of the most iconic scenes is the, is the finale, right? With the, the busload of Miss, yeah. Miss yeah. America. Yeah. Oh, yes. man. Looking for two With, oil boys to do it. And eventually, originally the ending, the studio goes, oh, it's going to be so good because the boys can get on the bus and that's how it ends. And Jim Carrey goes, What? <laughs> They're idiots. They're going to send the bus on its way. Okay. Now, there was an original sequel called Dumb and Dumberer, yep. wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a, it was it was almost two a other tele- guys. Like straight to video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I, I was, when I was sitting there you know, watching the original, I was sitting there going, oh, I think I've seen Dumb and Dumber 2. Did it work? Mm. Does anyone did, 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 uh, did? No, it didn't. It was... Like it had it had its moments, but it didn't work at all. As you guys were saying, there's no charm in it. Like it is, it comes across as, oh, remember when we used when we did this great film, mm. and we're going to try and relive it yeah, and relive it the past. I, th- I think, yeah, mm. I, I think Jim Carrey too had it well established established himself by that stage, and people had realised he was quite a dark. Ooh, jaded character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think people didn't really see the fun Lloyd Christmas. They saw Jim Carrey in 23. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, as as think, you like to say, there's, there's, there's dark meat on that bird. I also think that, um, <laughs> like, because he became so established, it's very hard to see him as an idiot. True. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he, be, you know, he's rich, he's famous, he's a world superstar now. It's very hard to go back to the, you know, relatively unknown clown kind of thing. Yeah. And Harry Dunn, like Jeff Daniels. Mm. I've seen him in a few things to see interviews, and he is so serious and earnest, isn't he, Alex? Yeah. yeah to the point, like, pain in the ass serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I've never seen him interviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, grumpy. He, yeah, grumpy, really, really earnest. I, I I listened to an interview with he and Conan O'Brien. It was just, oh, it's just going, mate, cheer up a little bit. You're Harry Dunn, man. Uh, any other things, Ben, stand out in the movie? Uh, yeah, I've gone through the alternate endings. Um, apparently, um... We've all we're all huge fans of the movie The Shining. 
So where they filmed in Aspen, when they were in Aspen, it wasn't actually there. That was actually the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, um, which is one of the most haunted places in America and is the inspiration. That's where Stephen King came up with the um, with the idea behind The Shining. Mm. So apparently you can go there and you can stay in the haunted room 217. So apparently Kerry requested to stay in that room, uh, went up there and checked out after three hours because he said he experienced things pretty quickly in that room. Oh. It only lasted three hours. So Wow. Yeah, now, that's the shining room. The female <laughs> star in it. Um, to, 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 oh, what's her name? Um, now, uh, Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. She she eventually married. married Jim Carrey. So I think oh, they started geez. dating at this. It, uh, they met here, dated, and then yeah, geez, that, that would have been fun being married Ooh. to Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, it didn't last long. Uh, Squad out of a hundred boys. Bam, I'm gonna yeah. give I'm gonna give this a hundred. Oh, Nadia, come on each. Yeah. Jeez. 70. Oh, geez. I'm going to go 90 for its cultural relevance. Yeah, I'll go 97. Mm. Um, take, take that, Robbie Ross. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the reason I say 97, Robbie, because you weren't in that song. <laughs> um, I tell you what we're going to do. We'll take a break, and after the break, the best and worst of Jim Carrey.